Nobody believes in the Sacramento Kings. The talent that we see on this Kings roster, the hope that we have in Sacramento doesn't go beyond the California capital. You can tell in the way that this team is talked about and covered nationally, not just by outlets like Bleacher Report and The Athletic and SportsCenter, ESPN, but also by how the Locked On Podcast Network covers the Sacramento Kings. No disrespect, it's me here on the Locked On Kings podcast bringing you the most Kings information that I can. But after recording a ultimate mock draft season preview with a bunch of other teams in a similar situation at the Sacramento Kings, it was a remember or a reminder to me that the Kings just aren't on anybody's radar. And I think they need to be. Plus, the Kings... And Marvin Bagley, I feel, are moving in very separate directions. And as more players from the 2018 draft class get paid, it starts to become more and more clear that Marvin Bagley's future probably isn't intertwined with the Sacramento Kings any longer. And there was a great clip that came out from Kings practice over the weekend. Some amazing high-energy play, one-on-one battles between De'Aaron Fox uh, and Davion Mitchell. We'll talk about it all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, Full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December. This is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento Kings media member, Sacramento sports media member for the last seven years. This is now my eighth season covering the Kings formerly in Sports Talk Radio in Sacramento, now with ABC 10 Television. And congratulations, everybody. We all made it. Kings basketball returns for real this week. The NBA returns for real this week. So excited to have basketball back. It's one of those amazing times of the year uh, when the NBA returns. The NFL is going on right now. Baseball playoffs. Hockey is back. Soccer is going on. It's just a glorious time for sports. And it's all capped off here in Sacramento by the Kings returning. And you've heard different people talk about how the vibe this year with this team feels different. Now, a lot of that vibe is coming out of uh, training camp. And of course, the Sacramento Kings went an undefeated 4-0 and uh, in preseason after going an undefeated 5-0 and in Las Vegas Summer League and winning their second Summer League championship. So the recent results are in the Kings' favor. Now, when things get meaningful, when the Kings get punched in the mouth, and believe me, they will be punched in the mouth at some point in this season. It might even be game one on Wednesday against Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and the Portland Trailblazers in Portland, which has a rabid fan base. There's high expectations there. That's a very difficult place to play. So this Kings team might get tested immediately. And will they respond? Will they be the same team that they were throughout the preseason? Of course, they're going to be facing a a Blazers team that they beat in preseason, but this Blazers team is actually going to have Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum playing. Plus, starters opposing starters are going to be playing 30 plus minutes a game, which the Kings didn't really face in preseason. So 
we weigh the pros and the cons from preseason, right? We look at everything with context. Still, there's a lot to be excited about. There's a different vibe around this Kings team. And there's a clip that I want you to see. I retweeted it. So if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see it at Matt George Sack. But if you just Google like clips from Kings training camper, just look at the Sacramento Kings social media pages because they're the ones that shared it on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, does not matter. They posted this clip over the weekend and I'm going to talk about it at the end of the podcast because it is the perfect visual and audio example of how the vibe is just different with this team in training camp. But I wanted to start today's show talking about what I not so eloquently summed up there in that cold open before hitting the intro. And that's that this Kings team is, no one believes in them. And I don't want to say they're being disrespected. They are in a way, but I understand the lack of faith from anybody, whether it's Sacramento Kings or otherwise. There have been a lot of Kings teams during this long playoff drought that have had talent that should have been better than what they are. I mean, for God's sake, we had a time here in Sacramento where DeMarcus Cousins, Isaiah Thomas, and Rudy Gay were all averaging 20-plus points per game, and that Kings team still was terrible. Like, this Kings roster over these 15 years, it hasn't just been 15 years of absolute dog crap. Maybe it should have been more years of dog crap because maybe the Kings would have gotten more top picks to turn things around sooner. But at the same time, in the case of Marvin Bagley, maybe a top pick doesn't necessarily guarantee you that you're going to turn things around. Turns out you can still miss on top picks just like you miss on picks 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, where the Kings have been until recently. Monty McNair hit a home run with the Tyrese Halliburton pick. And as of right now, it looks like he's hit an absolute home run with the Davion Mitchell pick. But all that being said, still, nobody believes in this Kings team. Nobody believes, and this maybe includes you as a Kings fan, nobody believes that this team can do it until they do it. And there's part of me that feels the same way. But at the same time, I do feel like in conversations that I have with other Locked On hosts, listening to our Locked On NBA National podcast, Locked on fantasy basketball when they talk about the Sacramento Kings, reading articles about the Kings online, hearing conversation in general national podcasts and radio shows about this Kings team on television. They're underrepresented. And I don't just mean a lack of coverage because I don't expect a lot of coverage for a Kings team that's been as bad as they are. They have to earn that coverage. I don't expect them, even though it's annoying that the New Orleans Pelicans get more coverage than the Kings do just because of Zion Williamson, even though that the Kings and the Pelicans are in a relatively similar situation. The, the Memphis Grizzlies with John Morant. John Morant just had a phenomenal playoff and a phenomenal play-in. So now everybody's talking about him as a star. The Kings and the Grizzlies are in a very similar boat, in my opinion, even if the Grizzlies, Grizzlies did make the playoffs last season. It's annoying, but it's understandable. But still, I feel this team is being unrepresented and in a way disrespected because they don't take into account the talent that's on this team nor and I don't know how much I should expect this because they're not feet on the ground covering the Kings in Sacramento like guys like myself James Ham Jason Anderson uh Sean Cunningham so they're not in training camp to see and feel these different vibes but if you paid a little bit of attention just a little bit of attention 
to the Kings during preseason, you would see that at least they're doing things differently. You know, there was, I think it was ESPN or maybe it was NBA.com. I can't remember who it was. They they tweeted out a, a video of all the top plays by rookies in the preseason. Davion Mitchell wasn't on a single one. Now, on one hand, that doesn't surprise me because most of Davion Mitchell's highlights are defensively. But at the same time, too, the man went six of nine from three-point range and scored 20 points against the Portland Trailblazers in game three. This Kings team is underrepresented. And in a way, they're flying under the radar. Now, they're flying under the radar, in my opinion, to fan bases, not to teams. Because I think NBA teams are very aware of what the Sacramento Kings are trying to do. They're very aware of what Davion Mitchell can do. Now, he might surprise some players also the first time they actually face him in real life because what you see in a, a, in a film room and what you read on paper is very different than when you're actually standing in front of the guy trying to get by him. It surprises me that we don't hear more positive coverage about the Sacramento Kings, especially when you're comparing the Kings to teams in very similar situations to them. There are high expectations with the New Orleans Pelicans, and rightfully so. They have a, a former All-Star in Brandon Ingram. They have Zion. They added Jonas Valanciunas. They didn't have that great of an offseason in my mind. In fact, if I was a Pelicans fan, I would have been disappointed by their offseason. But that team has to make the playoffs, or at very least the play-in. Kings are in the same boat. The Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies, like I said, make the playoffs. They're a good team, a compilation of players that plays well together. Compare the Kings roster to the Grizzlies roster. Kings roster is way better, in my opinion. Now, that doesn't always translate on the floor to actually winning, but the Kings have more talent than the Memphis Grizzlies do. And yet, you hear conversations about the Grizzlies being on another tier than the Sacramento Kings. Let's go to the Eastern Conference. The Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets were very exciting last season because of LaMelo Ball. Now, the Kings do have a guy that is not as flashy as LaMelo, maybe doesn't put up as great of numbers as LaMelo, but is arguably more all-around reliable than LaMelo in Tyrese Halliburton. And that was reflected in how the Rookie of the Year voting ended up. But you hear all this talk about LaMelo Ball and the excitement that is LaMelo and what he could do for the Charlotte Hornets. No commentary on Tyrese Halliburton here in Sacramento. And then, of course, there's De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox, who I've said time and time again, if Fox played in almost any other market but Sacramento, we would be sick and tired of hearing talk about him. I believe that without a doubt. If De'Aaron Fox played in a medium to large market, he would be on our televisions, on our Twitter accounts. He would be all over NBA media. Because he's an exciting player. His style of basketball is fast, entertaining, and fun to watch. He just so happens to play for the Sacramento Kings. And unfortunately, a lot of what De'Aaron has accomplished has been covered up by the fact that he plays for the Sacramento Kings. Which, to some extent, he might like. Because he got the payday, so the Kings obviously value him. They gave him the Supermax contract that he could get. But when it comes to all-star voting... And that might play a big factor this season. Last season, if the Kings were a better team, there's no doubt in my mind that De'Aaron Fox is an all-star last season. I expect De'Aaron to put up better numbers this season. I also expect the Kings to be a better team. If that happens and De'Aaron still doesn't get in because he plays for the Sacramento Kings, that's where we have a problem. You know, I was on a Ultimate 
NBA season preview episode that our uh, Locked On Podcast Network, uh, we pair up with Odyssey to put on these ultimate previews. We did an ultimate mock draft that I hope you got the chance to listen to. And we, we separated teams into different tiers. And the Kings were placed in the teams on the rise tier, which was one step above teams tanking, which I appreciate. Because yes, the Kings are on the rise. And the other teams in that group, teams that I've mentioned already, the Hornets, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies. Uh, who else was in there? The Raptors. Funny enough, they're a team on the rise, even though they won a championship just a couple seasons ago. But rightfully so. Who else was in there? The Timberwolves. Like These are teams that I do see on a level playing field with the Sacramento Kings. I think the Kings are better than the majority of them, or they can be better than the majority of them, but we'll have to wait and see when when we actually see the team play. But in this episode, we had, of course, all the local hosts talking about and debating, and there was fun poked at the Sacramento Kings. I embrace it. I like it. I think it's fun. I even told jokes at the expense of the Kings and expense of myself. Like, that's what the Kings are in general conversation. I lean into that. I expect that. But then what was eye-opening to me, and this is no disrespect to Odyssey and, and our Locked On Podcast Network with how we put this together, but they had different Odyssey national experts talking about different teams and giving their just whole synopsis or idea of what this team is going to be. Every single team but the Sacramento Kings got some kind of insider coverage, got a paragraph or two spoken about them, their current situation, whether or not these insiders think they're going to be good or not, why this player is better than this player, why you should pay attention to this player or this player is not worth mentioning. Nothing for the Kings. And one that bothered me, but it didn't surprise me. And to me, that's a perfect representation of just how this Kings, this Kings team is an afterthought to so many people in the NBA. They're an afterthought because everybody just shoes them in as being a non-playoff team Wipe your hands, move on. The average NBA fan doesn't pay any attention to Kings basketball unless a De'Aaron Fox highlight comes up on their phone. The Kings got more attention on social media last season, really for Tyrese Halliburton moments because he captured the hearts of some national writers and national just NBA personalities. That's the only reason the Kings really get any run. And when De'Aaron Fox was winning those Western Conference Player of the Week awards. But overall... The Sacramento Kings, they're underappreciated. They're underrepresented. They're an afterthought to people. I expect that to change this season. I know that probably bothers a lot of you Kings fans more than it bothers me. I expect it. And hell, it makes my job easier because you don't have to go to them. You don't go to them for Kings coverage. You're not going to get it. You come to me for Kings coverage. You come to guys like Sean Cunningham, guys like James Hamm, because we're going to give you authentic, genuine, uh, genuine Kings coverage by people who understand what this market is and what this team is trying to do, who know the context, who understand the fan base. But I would not be surprised at all. I would not be surprised at all. Hopefully it results in the Kings making the playoffs and it probably is going to take the Kings making the playoffs for this to happen. But I would not be surprised at all if by the end of the season, people are paying attention to the Kings and are singing a little bit of a different tune. But the Kings a couple seasons ago got off to a red hot start, got some people paying attention and then fell apart and missed the playoffs again. So it's going to take a little bit, maybe a lot of bit this season, to get those national personalities and the average NBA fan to pay attention. But I, th- I know, in fact, I don't think I know these Kings players pay attention to that. 
And I know they're hungry to change that. They came, they care more about that truth be told than they do about the long playoff drought because most of them haven't been around for more than three years of the playoff drought, maybe four for some of them. They don't care about 15 years. They care about being respected. And they're going to have the opportunity to earn that respect this season. There's a lot of talk about Kings players, different Kings players earning things. De'Aaron Fox earning an all-star bid. Davion Mitchell earning a spot in the Rookie of the Year conversation. Tyrese Halliburton earning that starting two spot that he should have all season long. And then what about Marvin Bagley? earning a second halfway decent contract. Well, Jaron Jackson Jr. with the Memphis Grizzlies just got paid. He and the Grizzlies are moving in a direction that is intertwined. And meanwhile, Marvin Bagley's going one way, the Kings are going the other. And I think that was made very clear by what happened in the final preseason game. I'll explain more in just a little bit. Right that right now, though, want to let you know that today's episode of the Lockdown Kings podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks has the best NBA daily fantasy prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other daily fantasy sports prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize Picks offers any prop that you can think of from points to field goal percentage to rebounds to assist to turnover ratio. All of our Locked On Kings listeners who decide to play can use our promo code NBA and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 when they sign up. The way that Prize Picks works is you pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sport entries. You can take the over on LeBron James combined with the under on Patrick Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that quick. It's that easy. You can do it during the game multiple times. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use promo code NBA or go to your App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is a daily fantasy. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And speaking of easy, it is easy now to get all of your television in one place. DirecTV Stream has it all for you. You can get your entertainment all without the hassle. It's a great way to finally get all that TV together. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV, on-demand favorites uh, together like never before. You can watch your favorite sports, your favorite movies, shows, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Yeah, the worst part about DirecTV and other television companies in the past, that tele- or that annual contract that you were tied into, that's gone. It's just like any other streaming service you cancel at any time, but you won't want to cancel because with DirecTV Stream, you get everything you want. You get rid of the clutter, get rid of the conflu- uh, confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device is required. Content varies by package. Marvin Bagley's fate with the Sacramento Kings just feels inevitable, does it not? Maybe you feel differently, and if you do, feel free to get involved in the conversation. Tweet me, at MattGeorgeSack. Email me, MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com. Let me know in the comment section down below on YouTube if you feel separately, because I'd love to engage in a conversation with you. As a very heavy former Bagley believer, and you know I've made music videos about the guy, I firmly believed in Marvin Bagley. Believed. Now, I believe 
that Marvin can be an effective NBA player. I believe that Marvin's best chance to make it in the NBA and to get the payday that some of these other players are getting is here in Sacramento, not anywhere else. And I also believe that this best version of the Sacramento Kings team involves a healthy, active, and successful Marvin Bagley. But I also believe that the Kings are going up and Bagley is trending down. And you can point fingers if you want. You could say it's Marvin himself. You could say it's the injury issues. You could say it's his camp. You could say the Kings are using him wrong. It could be a compilation of everything, and it probably is. But it feels like Marvin Bagley and the Kings are heading in two very separate directions. You know, Marvin Bagley, truth be told, feels like a placeholder on this Kings roster. I compare him to Hassan Whiteside last season. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying that Marvin Bagley and Hassan Whiteside are similar types of players, although they do have some similarities. They're not the same type of player at all. But what I'm saying is what Hassan Whiteside was to the Sacramento Kings last year, which was a big man on a one-year deal, an expiring contract who filled a spot, who could come in and give the Kings meaningful minutes and did some things well. I could be talking or using all that same terminology to, to describe Marvin Bagley. I feel like Marvin is in the exact same position and means the exact same to the Sacramento Kings this season as Hassan Whiteside met of the Kings last season. Meaning, when this season is said and done, Marvin Bagley's probably not a king. In fact, Marvin Bagley might not be a king after the trade deadline. I'd be honestly surprised if Marvin Bagley is a king after the trade deadline. Although maybe the Kings can't find a trade to get Marvin involved in because his value is so low. I don't know if you heard the post-game comments or saw the post-game comments from... Luke Walton after the Kings beat the Los Angeles Lakers to wrap up preseason last week. But Luke basically explained the situation with Marvin Bagley. He had missed the last two games, game two and game three of the preseason with a, uh, a knee injury that to be fair to Marvin, the Kings were being more precautious on than anything else. It was knee soreness that they held him out. And we learned pretty quickly that Marvin was not going to be playing in game four. We all assumed that it was once again, knee soreness and that he was not cleared to go. But then we found out after the game that according to Luke Walton, Marvin Bagley was active. Now he didn't participate in shoot around at the beginning of the game, which is important context there. Cause maybe Luke believed that Marvin wasn't available to go and turns out he was right before game time. But at that point, the Kings had already put together a game plan. That's one theory that makes a lot of sense. I'm willing to listen to that. But taking everything into account, all the context of Marvin Bagley's history with the Sacramento Kings, everything that's happened over the last calendar year, shove all that context into Marvin Bagley being available and Luke Walton not finding a way to put him in during a preseason game. That speaks volumes to me. To me, this Sacramento Kings team has moved on from Marvin Bagley. Marvin is still here and Marvin can still help this team while he's here. But in terms of Marvin Bagley as a part of the Kings core, that's long gone. In terms of Marvin Bagley as part of the Kings future, that might be long gone as well. Even if Marvin has a phenomenal season, how deep into the pocketbooks do the Kings go? I had a conversation with Damian Barling and 
Kenny Carraway, D'Lo and KC from ESPN 1320 Radio in Sacramento last week on Locked on Kings. And we talked about Marvin has a $13 million qualifying offer coming up that I do not expect the Kings to offer one bit, meaning Bagley would enter unrestricted free agency, which I don't think scares the Kings at all. Now, we have been seeing a number of 2018 rookies getting big paydays. DeAndre Aiden's still waiting for his. We know Luka Doncic and Trey Young got their super maxes. We just saw Jaron Jackson Jr. get $105 million from the Memphis Grizzlies. That surprised a lot of people. And speaking of ESPN 1320, they put out a tweet that basically compared the games played between Marvin Bagley uh, and Jaron Jackson Jr. And the gap is not that significant. Jaron Jackson Jr. played, what, six, seven more games than Marvin? Eight, eight more games than Marvin. 126 games played for Jaron Jackson Jr., only 118 for Marvin Bagley. Jaron Jackson Jr. averages 15.4 points per game, 4.7 rebounds. Marvin Bagley, 14.5 points per game, seven and a half rebounds. Minutes per game, near identical. Jaron Jackson Jr. has started 117 games. Marvin Bagley, only 52, but we know Marvin has played a lot of games coming off the bench. So Jackson Jr. is another player that has had injury issues, and that's set him back compared to the rest of those top picks in that 2018 draft class. But the key difference, the key difference between Jaron Jackson Jr. and Marvin Bagley is this. Jaron Jackson Jr. is bought in to what the Grizzlies are doing, and the Grizzlies are bought in to what Jaron Jackson Jr. can do for them. Jaron is still very much an important piece of what that team is trying to do. And they would argue that had Jaron Jackson Jr. been more healthy, this team would be farther along than they are right now, which is already, at least according to last season, a playoff team. Jaron Jackson Jr. in Memphis is still the Robin to John Morant's Batman. Here in Sacramento, that Robin mantle has been picked up by Tyrese Halliburton. And then under Tyrese Halliburton is Davion Mitchell or Harrison Barnes or Buddy Heald or Rashawn Holmes. Keep going down that list and then you find Marvin Bagley. There's no chance in hell, even if their games played and numbers are similar, there is no chance in hell that Marvin sniffs anywhere close to $105 million. No chance. None. Don't even think about that. It's not going to happen. You know, John Hollinger wrote in The Athletic based off of his equation or this process of how he deems or what he deems players to be worth for their second contracts. He had Marvin Bagley at $5 million per year. That's probably not going to happen either. He'll probably get a little bit more, but I doubt it's going to be from the Sacramento Kings at this point. It might be. He could prove me wrong. At this point in time, Marvin Bagley is nowhere close to Jaron Jackson Jr., the money that he's making, DeAndre Ayton, the money that he's going to make, the money that McCall Bridges is now making, the money Luka Doncic is making, the money that Trey Young is making, and that is the point. Bagley can blame the Kings. His camp can blame the Kings. We can blame the Kings, but his value along around the league, the value when his contract is negotiated compared to his peers is going to speak volumes. You know, the deadline for Bagley and the Kings to come up with a contract agreement is coming up very shortly and it's going to pass without an agreement. There is zero reason. In fact, James Hamm has talked about it. There is zero conversation between the Kings and Bagley about a contract extension. And I do not expect at all for that qualifying offer to be offered to Marvin. I think Marvin is gone by this summer, if not by the trade deadline. And he is going to be collecting pennies on the dollar compared to what his peers and colleagues in that 2018 draft class are making.
Kings and Bagley are moving in very separate directions. If you disagree with me, let me know why. Hey, if you feel the same as we, but think I missed something, let me know why. At Matt George Sack on Twitter. Email me, MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com. Let me know in the YouTube section down below. And like I said earlier, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably saw me retweet the video from practice, a very fun video that talks about or that basically shows how the vibe is different in this training camp and for this Kings team. I'm going to talk about that coming up next. Right now, though, it is time for me to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar has so many delicious flavors for you to try. I highly encourage you to give the mint brownie a try. That's my favorite. But if you're a fruit guy, they have strawberry, orange, they have raspberry. If you're a uh, a coconut guy, they have coconut and uh, coconut almond, I think is available. Uh, cookies and cream, German chocolate. All these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, by the way. Soft, easy to chew, absolutely delicious. Tastes like candy bars, but they're good for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. If you don't know what flavors you like yet, Order a mixed box on built.com. They'll send you a bunch of different flavors. You can try them out. Once you have the flavors that you like, you can then order your own custom box. Pick the flavors that you want in that box at built.com. And when you order, use locked 15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. So real quick, great video comes out and I could have spent a whole episode talking about this, but I'll just squeeze it in here to the last segment. I've already gone long, but a video comes out of one-on-one play between Davion. My cat just fell off the windowsill and I'm not cutting that out. I'm leaving that in. Hopefully you could hear that. One-on-one between Davion Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox. Except this time, the last video was Davion guarding De'Aaron and De'Aaron having a tough time getting by. This time it was De'Aaron guarding Davion, Davion and Davion had just as difficult of a time. The on-ball defense that we saw out of De'Aaron Fox was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. That is the on-ball defense that we know De'Aaron is capable of when he's engaged, when he's locked in. And no surprise, Davion Mitchell brought that out of De'Aaron Fox. We've seen a couple players in the past in late game situations bring that out of De'Aaron Fox. But the effort and intensity that Fox is facing when Davion's guarding him, the, the intensity that Tyrese Halliburton is facing when Davion guards him, those guys want to reciprocate it, especially when they're guarding the rookie. Oh no, rookie, you're not going to get me. You're not going to show me up. I'm locking you down the same way you tried to lock me down. I'm De'Aaron freaking Fox. You saw it in the way he played defense in that clip. And then you can hear the communication. You can hear the talking. At the end of the play, I think Tristan Thompson gets a block shot and he goes marching up the floor. And I'm, I'm sure he said a few curse words. It's kind of hard to hear, but he's talking smack to everybody. And we've heard about the enforcer that Tristan Thompson has become for this Kings team. He's brought a little nasty with him. So has Alex Len. So have some other pieces on this Kings team. Some nastiness that this Kings team didn't have last year. Tristan Thompson is well-respected. He's a great teammate, great locker room guy, but he is not afraid to talk smack to you. And you can see it perfectly in that clip. The vibe with this Kings team just feels and looks different. If you haven't seen that clip, go and watch it because it's fantastic. The defense by uh, De'Aaron Fox, the attempt by Davion Mitchell to fight through it and go by, never quits on the play. The Tristan Thompson help and then the barking on his way up the floor. Awesome. Every little bit of it, I could watch it over and over again. I could watch it for hours. Love every second of that. So if you do watch that, if you have seen that, also let me know your thoughts on that. 
If you could do me a favor too and leave a review for this Locked on Kings podcast, I really would appreciate it. Best place to do that is on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Hit five stars. Leave a little blurb about what you like or don't like about the podcast, uh, why you'd encourage others, Kings fans or just national fans, general NBA fans to take a listen to it. I really would appreciate that. Also, Make sure you come back for tomorrow's Locked On Kings podcast because I'm going to be joined by Mike Richmond, host of the Locked On Blazers podcast. We have a full game one preview for you, baby. Kings and Blazers on Wednesday night in Portland. Let's see if the Kings can get off to a 1-0 start like they did in Denver against the Nuggets last season. And then on Wednesday, I'll have a Kings and Blazers post-game reaction podcast for you. On Thursday... I'm hooking up with David Law, host of the Locked On Jazz podcast. We'll have a Kings and Jazz home opener podcast for you. And then on Friday, uh, we will have a Kings Jazz postgame podcast. On Sunday, we'll have a Kings Warriors postgame podcast. Kings season is here, baby. I'm so excited about it. Can't wait for the future shows. A packed week this week. Six episodes this week. At least that's the plan. Hopefully nothing happens. Knock on all the wood around me. But I hope you join me for every single one of these episodes. I appreciate your support. So happy it's King season. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.